What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Dragzine Podcast. I'm your host, Senior Associate Editor Brian Wagner, and this week we have a multi-person show because I think it's the only way to really talk about what happened with the guys from American Customs on Drag Week because it was sort of like a it was sort of like a mixture of the TV show Jackass and the road trip from Dumb and Dumber at some point, I think. <laughs> Lon, <laughs> Nick on here. Guys, what's going on? What up? How you doing? Going, Brian? Good, good. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, I only did two days of drag week because I did LS Fest and bounced up to Norwalk and then the Indy. So I only got like somewhat of a small sleep deprivation experiment. <laughs> you guys willingly signed up for some torture and... I want to get all three of your takes on this, and I'll start with you, Adam. You can tell your side of that. We can go to Nick and Long. What made you guys think it was a great idea to run Drag Week and then Rocky Mountain Race Week back to back in the same car? <laughs> well, so like Drag Week, Rocky Mountain Race Week, these events are like like the worst and best drug in ever, right? So you you you're really excited going into it and you're all freaking pumped up. You're doing good. You just started doing drugs. Everything's good in life. <laughs> and then like about halfway through the week of doing this drug, you're starting to wear out a little bit more. And by the end of the week of doing these drugs, you're pretty much like, I better get off this or I'm not going to make it. Like I'll be <laughs> dead soon. And that's where we were kind of at after Rocky mountain one, I think like we weren't planning on doing anything like this again, to be honest, like we got our fill for it. We felt good. Um, Lonnie, though, you know, he's always part of building this car. I think was Lonnie's always wanted to do drag week with another car. And this was the opportunity for him. So, you know, Nick really busted his butt along with the guys at the shop to get that thing ready. So Lonnie could kind of do that deal. And, you know, you forget, you know, so after Rocky Mountain 1, we're ready to call it done, never do it again. Well, time goes on and you forget that drugs are bad for you. <laughs> and you're like, I want to do them again because they look like they're fun. And that's kind of what happened. So we get that first week and we want to do drugs again because it's so much fun to do them. And then we, I guess they just weren't strong enough this time. Cause after like <laughs> the middle of the week, Wednesday, I go down to help them out at Indy and Nick is like, Hey, you want to do 2.0? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm in, let's do it. So um, it, it's really just an experience of you, until you do these things, it doesn't, you don't understand it. It seems really stupid to do these kind of races. You don't really win any money. You wear yourself out. You wear your car out. Like, it there's, doesn't seem like a lot of good comes out of it, but you do get to meet a lot of good people, a lot of new friends, a lot of guys from all over the place. And then there's just the satisfaction of when you do complete it, look what I've done. And I think with Mountain Dew, that's a huge deal because this car had never even seen – like 20 miles or 40 miles driving on the streets around Woodward for roadkill nights. Other than that, it's never ever in its life been on the street. It's like a race car since like day one, pretty much. So it really was dumb for us to attempt this, <laughs> but I think it does show how, I mean, sometimes we're reckless with some things and we'll do whatever it takes to survive a week of this, of this stuff. But the car really held up pretty well considering it had never, you know, we put a gas tune in it and drove it right before they left on Saturday night. I mean, so it, for it to make it the last two weeks and relatively be in one piece, that's pretty cool. Lon, what's... We won't, won't talk about the body. Don't talk about the body. 
well, everything oh, I, else held up, but the body just. I, I got a, I got a question about that. That we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that that'll play into the uh, the image of the show for sure. Yeah. You know, because I think that that definitely sums up. That ties in nicely to your uh, recreational substance. You know, <laughs> kind of analogy there. The uh, you know it. You, you think it's a good idea, like I said, about Wednesday when you see everybody halfway through one of these events. And when I, you know, I did Norwalk then Indy, you could tell uh, everybody's looking a little beat up across the board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very noticeable. When you talk to um, spectators sometimes that will come on the first day and the last day, they'll, they've, they'll make comments like, man, the first day everybody was excited. Everybody's kind of happy jumping around, bouncing around. Dude, that last day when they come back, nobody's <laughs> talks. Everybody just looks worn out as hell. They're just kind of dragging around. And that's really the truth. That's really kind of how it is by the end of the week. I mean, you're flat worn out. You know, Lon, what was it, you know, what was your mindset kind of going into this with these, these gentlemen, because Lord knows that they, uh, that they, when they go, when they talk into doing something, there is no, Oh, we're not going to kind of do this. It's like full on turn up to 11 and rip the knob off. <laughs> well that that's that's why we get along so well is you know I, I we we always seem to kind of push each other to like I think they work a lot better under pressure like if I said six months ago hey we're doing drag week it's on this day we're doing this it's just not how they work so you know, when we <laughs> decided to do drag week it was like a complete like hey we're about 12 days out and I think I can get away and do drag week. So I haven't been in the car. So me and Nick are partners. So that's always seems to be the biggest question. Why is somebody letting, why is Nick letting somebody drive his car? Can I drive his car? What's it cost to drive his car? But me and him. <laughs> it costs a lot. Just ask Lonnie. It costs yeah. a lot <laughs> to drive a car. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. Let me tell you, you want to talk about a drug. Yeah. So, so I don't ever get the experience the drug, the drug high. Yes. I just experienced the drug cost, if that makes any sense. So, you know, it's like I don't get high on my own supply. I let them get high on it. And then I just sit there and watch the videos like, oh, man, that looks like a contact high. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, so I, I like to surround myself with stupid a lot. And we get we get kind of stupid ideas. And, you know, they like to uh, they like to have a good time. So um with that is basically we haven't been in the car for two years um and you know when i said hey nick let's do drag week he's like well if this is what you want to do you deserve 100 percent to do it and so he's like i need to tear this car down and start at it so that's basically how the story goes is like i don't know was it like 15 days nick or something and we kind of said hey um i'm signed up we're good to roll yeah the, the main thing was getting the motor back. We got the motor back in time. So once we got the motor back, we knew that was the main piece of the puzzle. It's like, all right, now everything else that we already have in our heads we need to do, let's get that done since we have, like I said, the main piece of the puzzle now. Because, yeah, the standard engine that's been in the car for the last – for most of this whole season, I guess, has been yeah. a, filled, a filled stock block deal. So, obviously, there's no way that's going on drag week or anything else. It had coolant through the heads, but that was it. So – that was a big part of Ron and them really came through for us at Northwest Auto Machine to get that thing done in kind of short amount of time. Well, that, that's an awesome segue into the next question. I asked Nick about this, and I'd love to uh, kind of talk about it again because 
oh, I saw you guys at Norwalk. I'm like, oh, where's where's the truck? And you're like, yeah, a little bit goes into getting one of these things, you know, completely ready. Yeah. So kind of that truck isn't set up for kind of talk about what goes into uh, getting a vehicle ready for drag week battle, let alone two weeks of yeah. being beat on like it owes you money. So what happened with Mountain Dew and what what we did, and it's maybe some people may find it hard to believe, but between me, Adam, and Lonnie, we kind of know a lot about <laughs> this, at least about this type of event. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know a lot about. But between the three of us, you know, Lonnie will text me and be like, hey, don't forget this. Adam will be like, hey, if you're gonna do this, you need to do this. And then in my own mind, I'm doing things. So between the three of us, we ended up basically going going through the car front to back. We changed the rear shocks, the rear gear, the rear four-link bar settings. Um, uh, Pete at Hughes, we got another uh, stator from him, so we had to pull apart the converter, rebuild the converter. Like I said, it was a new engine, and the other engine had only had water through the head, so when we put the new engine in, I had to do a whole new cooling system for it. Um, the We ran an intake we've never ran before, so that way we could do dual fuel setups. So we had to replumb the fuel system, the intake, the cold side. Um, I added injectors into the, the cold side tube, so Adam had wiring he had to do on those. Um, our buddy Austin that works with us, he had to do some trailer wiring. We rigged up the last possible minute uh, a trailer hitch to go on the car. and it, I mean, all that stuff took the better part of a week and a half because like Lonnie said, he's obviously been a major part in the car and, you know, we've talked, we've known him for years. We met on drag week, but when he said, you know, when I know Lonnie never, he wants to drive the car, but obviously I drive the car pretty much all the time, but I know he really wants to do drag week. So when it's two weeks beforehand and I know we're going to have everything we need to do to do drag week, there's nothing in my mind that can stop us from getting the car done. So that way he can at least have a week to drive the car. And I have no desire to do drag week or race week at, you know, three weeks ago. Right. But my only, my only thing was getting it done. So Ron, so Ronnie could do it, you know, so, so he could get his seat time, have some, some fun and just have his week of fun. But after that week, it was like that drug. <laughs> it's just so like, good. I think I want to let's let's just go ahead and head to race, but that's <laughs> well, kind of what goes into getting the car. Ready. Yeah, yeah. That the car, the one of the challenging parts of it too was, I mean, yeah, it's on methanol all the time, so you obviously we can't drive around on methanol. So we luckily had a high ram laying around that was set up for sixteen injectors. Yeah. And Lonnie had bought it like a year ago. Yeah, it's been sitting around. Since yeah, that's been four seventeen Motorsports, and you know, yep. Blake was like, "When are you going to use that intake?" And I was like, "Sooner or later, when Dragley comes around." So. Yeah. And it, and it did. It worked out great. And it, we only had a five gallon cell in the thing. So it wasn't like we could go real far. So the, we made the choice to just literally drive it on 87 octane, which, you know, is cheap. And then we'll go farther than obviously 85 or something. So we basically had 160s in the top of it. The top set were 160s that it was really a crude setup. I mean, we, we had injector harnesses on the big atomizers down low, had injector harness on the 160s up top. And when it was time to go from race mode to drive mode, we literally just swapped injector harness, just plugged in the other one, unplugged the other one, plugged in the new one, drained the fuel tank and put in whatever the fuel was we needed to go either direction. And, you know, it was, it's not as fancy as running dual fuel with two separate fuel systems and all that stuff, but 
it worked out good because the car isn't in this kind of um, it isn't in this platform very often. And this might be the only time it is for a long time. So we didn't have to make any major permanent changes, but we were able to do some things that made driving it on the street much easier. I, I think what, you know, like we've done like eight of these things now, each of us probably almost. So like the the things you start to learn after doing some of them is all the things you didn't have or like that made it either harder or whatnot while you're out there. Like stuff as simple as cup holders, charger outlets for your phones, all that stuff is are the things that you don't think about till you're out there driving for 1,200 miles and you're like, man, this sucks. I have nowhere to charge my phone or any of that stuff. And those are things we tried to put in ahead of time too, just so we were more comfortable for being in there for 2,000 miles. Really good info. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the drag week side of the adventures. There's some, uh, some fun questions I want to ask, and I'm thinking there's some, uh, some good stories to tell. So uh, we'll be right back here in one second on the drag zine podcast. The fast LSX HR 103 millimeter intake manifold is the industry's first polymer tunnel Ram designed to handle boost on your cathedral port LS LS three or LS seven build. Unlike cast or fabricated aluminum manifolds, the LSX-HR has no issues with heatsink and reduces weight by up to 7 pounds. With a continuous pressure rating of up to 45 PSI for boost applications, optimized injection angles, and interchangeable velocity stacks, the fast LSX-HR is the perfect manifold for all turbocharged, supercharged, or naturally aspirated LS engine builds. Get more info on fast technology at fuelairspark.com. All right, we're back here on the Dragzine podcast. I got Lon Tibbs, Nick Taylor, and I'm like, I'm getting your like names <laughs> because I'm like, I'm just, I'm looking forward to hearing the stories. And what I want to start <laughs> out with is so I, I flip on the live feed for the first day of Drag Week. I'm like, oh, sweet. Look, gosh, Mac are about to make a hit. <laughs> and the first thing I see is Mount Dew trying to go into low orbit, sending the hood off the side, scaring all the photographers away. <laughs> and that was some insanity. What was it like to kind of kick off the week with like that right there? Because that's like you show up to the bar and the first thing someone says, here, do a double shot of Jägermeister. That was like, boom, welcome to drag week. What was that like? I want to know what Lonnie felt like because yeah, I know how I felt. I want to hear what Lonnie has to say. <laughs> well, I was, you know, so again, not being in the not being in the driver's seat, you know. So there's, like they said, there was a lot of stuff car getting ready. Like the car was set up for really nick. Like the seat is in more of a nick position. You know, he likes to drive like laid back. You know, the <laughs> steering wheel. He's got probably one hand on it. I'm a more NASCAR style driver. I <laughs> like to sit up. I like to hold on to two, you know, like two hands. Yeah. I like to be able to know that I'm in control of this like 1800 monstrosity. Well, so I was up on the steering wheel as it was. And basically the car in testing, like it didn't really pick up. So I was still being, you know, kind of cautious. Um, I mean, right out the gate from testing, the car went 770 on some change at like 185 or something and it was just uh, you couldn't have asked for a better test day and I think we went to bed going 
oh my gosh, we're going for sixes. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how Nick, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he went to bed going, we're going sixes tomorrow. And <laughs> we, I think God stepped in and said, welcome to reality, because Nick put that tune up in and we kind of still were running our PRS no prep shocks just tied down really well. And basically when that car got on that big tire, it basically was like that. I wasn't like, Oh shoot. I was like, (laughs) Oh, like trying to remember, like, you know, get out, stab it. You know, I'm trying not to damage the car because that's not how you want someone, you know, pay someone back who just killed themselves rebuilding the car in 12 days. It's like, get the car down softly and make sure everything's okay. So I think the hood kind of helped that whole aspect of it is kind of like, because maybe I would have probably stayed in it longer, but then I'm like, oh, cool. Body panels are falling off. I'm like, oh, what's next? You know, like, oh, is this thing going to catch fire? Like, you know, like, where are we going? You know, you kind of think of it like radial versus the world stuff when they like start to go up and like you see body parts, you're like, am I flipping over and I just don't know it yet? So (laughs) that's kind of like the idea, like that whole process happened in like that short period of time. And it was like, Oh, then the ride's over. You're like, Oh, cool. How do we get on this ride again? And so, you know, being able to know that the cars didn't lose oil pressure or anything crazy. um, But man, that, that really caused us hum how much headaches nick like it just it probably didn't set the precedence for it set the precedence for the whole week on on how bad that weekend was going to be necessarily just trying to figure the car back out again it probably was a good thing because if it's like when you get a new car and you take really good care of it because you don't want like anything bad to happen but as soon as you get that first nick or scratch in it you're like f it like whatever which is is what it is so you kind of got that out of the way right off the bat, blew the hood off of it. So basically duct taping the car together for the next two weeks really wasn't the, that big the, of a deal. We weren't worried about, <laughs> let's just say before we went to drag, we, we still were not worried about cosmetic issues. <laughs> <laughs> right you we were, weren't worried about you the were. hood, okay? I'm sure he didn't want the hood to blow off and the but doors to break the, in half. And The main thing for me was I was like, dang, what if we only get one run today and that's our one run? That's what screws us. That's the only thing that I thought about was I just screwed up our first run because I put the NASA Nick tune in it and <laughs> didn't even mean to. But like he said, I was trying to go real fast. And knowing now what I know, if I had the weight bias and the rear bars and shocks right, it 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 would have went down. But yeah. that whole big tire setup, we would just had no idea on what to do. So that's why it was yeah. was how it was. I but, think it left on 22 and ramped into no, 30. That, that, that was 17. That was 17 to yeah. still 30 something in yeah. four tenths or some shit like that. It was a blessing in disguise though, because then we had to get the, <clears throat> the radial valve shocks from Cal Hayward, which saved us. And yeah. th- they were a better shock for the racing we we're doing anyways, because they were valved for basically not moving. <laughs> And then, you know, I see you guys, like, I, I will never forget this. I'm walking back to the pits to snap some pictures at Norwalk. And I see you guys rolling down the road there by the RNL carriers with no doors on the car. And the first thing that popped in my mind was, all right, they've lost the doors now somewhere. Along <laughs> How are they going to solve this problem? What, 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 what led to the Jeep become, or the, the Mustang becoming a Jeep? 
that's how I always drive the car. Every time I've ever driven the car on the street, which obviously hasn't been a lot, but when I did roadkill and when I would cruise the local car show or whatever, like I just take the door off because that's just the way it goes. No roll down windows gets a little. Yeah, yeah, the windows don't come out or roll down. So the doors just cut off. And I'll tell you, Brian, like that was part of my gig with him. I said, look, if we're doing drag week, the doors need to go somewhere. I said, I want to drive this thing like a Jeep, basically taking the doors off. Like it was like adamant about it. I said, you know, and that's why I guess we really brought a trailer was, was to hold the doors. Um, and uh, that, that was kind of, I think, a big part of the entertainment factor for us. And really, Nick says he like drives a car like that. But I'll tell you, the carbon monoxide stories could go on for days. I don't know. You want to talk about being hot? I think that really started to play effect on like the oh, whole yeah. <laughs> I'm still recovering from it. <laughs> Oxygen levels are reaching unsatisfactory yeah. points. Oh, yeah. Coming up with even worse ideas as you're driving down the road because your brain's not fully functioning. And, you know, I'm sure that the, uh, the, the trips in between were kind of interesting. I know especially probably between Norwalk and Indy due to that uh, lovely weather that rolled through because I, you know, just headed straight to the hotel because I knew I had a long day. Did, did you guys get caught in that, uh, that little uh, deluge that came through? Yeah, we uh, luckily we stopped right after our last checkpoint. And actually, Alex Taylor was at the gas station with us. And we we're all looking at the weather. And we're like, yeah, we're going to stop right here. Because if you go any further, you're going to hit the storm. And we stopped and Alex and Dennis tried to go ahead. And they ended up having to pull over and at a rest area or underpass and like stop because it got really bad. That was Lonnie's idea also. Yeah, we don't have a lot of planning things, but I'll tell you, we are very strategic. It might look like we are, you know, a cluster, but really, and there's certain we times are. that we really <laughs> plan some stuff out. That was one of the things. Everybody was, like, coming up to us. Oh, well, how did you guys get stuck in the weather? That was the only thing that we planned so well that we were at a hotel. The car was covered. Um everything was done and we were already in our room and we were asleep before the weather even hit. So out of all things planned was not getting hit by the weather because we know we're in a race car. You know, some people go, Oh, we're in a street car. We're in a street car. We're in a street car. This car has got more holes in it than, you know, you could want to believe that it is not meant for weather. And I experienced this in another drag week where the car got wet. And it basically just the, the drag week I met Nick on, like the car got in a rainstorm and it ruined. I was out the first day I was out in testing. And if that wasn't didn't happen, I would have never met Nick. I would have never met Adam. You know, they helped me. And believe it or not, they knew how to work on a small block board because we had that small block board all the way down to a uh, short block in less than an hour and a half. Right. We can tear anything. We can tear anything apart. Yeah, tearing anything apart is easy. <laughs> we're good at yeah. We're good at thrashing shit down to nothing. Then you then you look at all the parts and go, well, how are we gonna put this back together? Yeah. Like, well, that's Lonnie's problem. They did try to talk me into swapping at LS right then, and I'm like, how is that even gonna work? <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, if there's anything I know about Nick and Adam is that they will find a way to stuff the LS into anything, even after, you know, you're, they're at lights out, 
and they've gone through every you know <laughs> LS block in the Valdosta greater metropolitan <laughs> area. You know where there where there's a will, there's a way, right, guys? I've been there, 100%. done that. Now, 100%. that's just kind of like some of the stuff I knew that ha- what happened after Indy that was of note for uh, you guys that might have been uh, interesting and fun that people would uh, get a kick out of. Man, I don't even know where to start. My Indy brain is still just in a daze. Yeah, at the la- like at Indy, we didn't leave the track from Indy until almost 8 p.m., which oh. is ungodly late compared to anybody else that has ever done drag week. Like we still had a, I mean, we, we left there at 8 PM and we got to the next track at 3 AM and never stopped. That was the longest trip of the day for you. Right. Or longest trip of the week. 300 miles. Yeah. Yeah. 300 plus miles and everything, every trip takes 10, 10 hours. Yeah. Well, at least where you go, you only got five gallons of fuel. So you were only rolling 40 miles at at a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, four, four and a half. <laughs> yeah. I think half the, the format of drag week, I feel like, is honestly a little harder on a guy, too, than the format of race week. You know, where race week, we drive during the day and you race at night. And then I, you go to sleep. Right. Then you go to sleep. So it's a little easier where drag week, in a way, you know, you're out in the heat when it's hot like it is. It has been. You're out in the heat all day. And you probably didn't get sleep the night before, so you're tired, you're up early, you're trying to get to the track to make the earliest hits. So you're there at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the heat all day. If things don't go right, now when you are done racing like this, they get done, we got to fix stuff. You don't leave till 8 p.m. and you got to go 10 hours. That's like, dude, that just murders you. That's a tough deal. That's not. That's where it separates, especially a couple of days of that, really separates the guy's that are willing to do whatever it takes versus the guys that thought they could. It's, it's funny. I, I, I've always kind of wanted to do these drag and drive events. And after like going to one officially back to back like that, I got back home and we were talking about one of our meetings that we're, we're going to try to do something with one of our project cars within the next year. And I looked at my, you know, coworkers and said, dead ass if i'm gonna do this my car needs to be 200 percent sorted out like i need to make sure that it's going to somewhat behave and i'm gonna bring the stuff with me that if it needs to be fixed it's like the critical stuff if anything like too stupid happens i'm i'll be one of those people that says you know what guys y'all go ahead i'm just uh I'm not, I don't want to be the guy that like the dude I saw at Indy that when they're calling for a TIG welder, something bad has happened. Something yeah. bad yeah. has happened. Yeah. The, the thing for me, like, and it's been different with this event because it's the first event that we had a car that could be really, really fast. Like mm-hmm. fast, like one of the fastest on the property. It had the potential and it showed its potential multiple times. But for me, it's like, if I know we can go fast and we can be one of the fastest, none of the other stuff to me matters. It doesn't matter whether I got to jack the car up and take the rear end and swap different rear gears every single day or whatever we got to do that, that doesn't phase me as long as we're going fast. If we're not going fast and we're not competitive, then I want to drive a Cadillac. Like there's, <laughs> there's no in between for me. Like when we had the truck on race week, we were competitive in the 235 class. So that it, it's worth it to me. And we had Mountain Dew in the unlimited class and we weren't as competitive on drag week because like we said, it was the fourth pass on the car and we started drag week. 
with the completely new car, but I knew we could be competitive. So that's what motivated me to work how we did. And, and that's the biggest thing is like people always say, oh, you know, my car was so sorted. My car was so sorted. And they go on drag week and they're like, my alternator went out. Now my fuel pump went out. Oh, you know, just all that. I feel like the more sorted the car is, the 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 worse it's going to be for you. You know, we had <laughs> stories. We had stories of like, hey, our fuel pump went out. Yeah, we were ten hours. We got to what was that? By or did we go to Byron next? Byron, yeah. Byron, and we knew, like, we knew when we left that track, we knew we were in for ten hours. We already flagged it in our brains. We knew we were going to stop forty-five times and fill up with ten. It literally took eleven dollars of gas every time. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. Like I was waiting for my bank to call me and go, Hey, somebody's stopping every so many 30 miles for $11 a gas. Is this you? Yes. I'm an idiot. So, you, know, you know, the idea of it was when we pulled in and that ride, he, I know what Brian's getting at and we're trying not to bring it up, but basically we were so carbon monoxide lack of sleep that like, when you saw this big puff of white smoke, you I thought we lost the motor or the CO2 bottle blow up because that's that's what he's trying to get at. I know oh. that's <laughs> that day I forgot all about that. Oh yeah, I, I know you would because you didn't breathe it all in. I think I still have to go to the doctors and get my lungs cleared out because of it. So <laughs> the, the pin fell out of the suppression, you know, out of the fire extinguisher suppression thing and you know i'm glad my boy's looking out for me and has that thing pointed right down my neck you know so but it's not good when you're cruising down the highway with the doors off and it's like uh no we had the they were doors on that on time. The first time we had the doors yeah. on for the very first time total containment yeah so we were full containment in this thing and basically i think it was like two in the morning we were literally 30 miles um from the racetrack because we were like we're just gonna sleep at the track and all we hear is this poof and we're like oh my god we're in the middle of nowhere and i look like tony montana like (laughs) after that scene where he just dips his face in it and i didn't know what to say like people are like did you slam on the brakes did you worve did you do he just looked at me with the blankest face like what did what happened? <laughs> yeah, and I just like, started dying laughing as soon as I realized what happened. Yeah, make, make a drag week memories. Make a drag week memories. And that's hilarious. what it is. And the, and those are those are the memories that one day you'll get to tell your kids. Like, hey, I know what it feels like to be sprayed with a fire extinguisher. Don't breathe that stuff in because it will kill you. Uh, <laughs> but you know that's and that's where it led to us. So you know. Again, no, you got to plan for no showers, no, you know, I don't, how many times did we eat on that trip? Dude, that's what I'm saying. In the past two weeks, I think last night was the first time I actually ate a full meal, like sat down at somewhere to eat dinner because mm-hmm. we just, we're so tired. We know if we eat a full meal, we're going to fall asleep. So you can't eat because you got to keep mm-hmm. yourself going. So you live off nuts and berries and fruit snacks and energy drinks when you don't have time to stop in between anyways and you just have to get that in your brain that look this isn't 
this isn't that kind of vacation where you get to do all the stuff you want to do sometimes. You just got to roll with the punches. And, yeah, you eat when you can eat, which doesn't mean it's at lunchtime or dinner time or breakfast time. It's whenever you can. Um, that's when you do it. So, you know, you sleep when you can sleep, but you eat when you eat, and that's just how it kind of ends up going. You just got to accept that when you're going into it. So after it was all said and done, you guys finished. What was that like to know that after your uh, – basically the Navy SEALs edition of Drag Week, you survived it. What was that like for you guys? Short-lived. We almost shot ourselves in the foot for race week. We, at that point, we, we, we had never actually committed to going to race week. Right. Like, I, I did was, some checking ahead. It was ahead. up in the air. Right. And then the last pass, Lonnie's like, dude, we have like, I'd already turned it up. We were trying to go, we we're trying to get past Alex Taylor. And Lonnie's like, well, let's just do this. Like, we, we ought to just do it. Let's just do it. And we're like, we're only getting let's one do pass. It. Yeah. Day. Only get one pass. Let's do it. And then that, Lonnie, that you can explain bad. that pass to him. <laughs> he yeah. told Lonnie kept telling me it's going to wheelie. I'm like, dude, it's not going to wheelie. It's fine. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way it's going up, dude. I, we got know, radial shocks in the front. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> telling me, like, you ever gone? It's like going into, like, a drug house, and Adam's the guy, like, hey, dude, you don't have to do any drugs when you're here. You don't have to do any drugs. You just go in here. You'll be fine. And he's, like, <laughs> literally talking to me, talking to me, like, does he think I'm dumb? Like, we're putting 20 pounds, we're putting 20 pounds on the gate you know basically and sending it and i know at 17 we were wheels up so i know i'm thinking to myself well what does 20 send me like i'm sure 20 is going to put me on the back of the parachute and i'll be fine but you know the idea was this we had a chance to win or you know not win but basically a chance like, to finish third and it. right and to, to, to place after everything that we went through was really, I guess, I don't, I wasn't important, but I thought, you know what, if you have a chance to do something and actually medal, like, you know, you take it in the Olympics, you do everything you possibly can, even if it's going to, you know, possibly damage the car or do something. Yeah. You know, you do what it takes to win. And that's why, that's why again, hanging out with these guys and doing what we do, even if stuff breaks, yeah, we might yell at each other. We might be mad for that second. But in the end, we have that story of like, man, we went for it. Like, we could have easily went a 750 pass, finished fourth, and said, hey, we gave it our best, you know. But instead, we decided this car's never left on 20 pounds. <laughs> this car's never saw 40 out the back. You know, so, you know, that sounds like a smart idea. Why not? Totally. So, yeah, so, you know, what do we have to lose? You know, we just got this motor back and we, were like, <laughs> we could send it. We could send rods through it. And, you know, hey, what's what, what's another 15 grand for another motor? Right. What, who cares? Right. Just flush it down the I don't think we're quite to 15 yet. <laughs> Oh, well, well, if you had the first time we broke it to this time, yeah, we broke it, that's totally, yeah, we're probably uh, more like 18 grand. But well, all right, maybe parts of labor. So yeah, it's, like, well, it's, like, it's like you said, though, that's why I think us three do get along well. We are, we all agree that we'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter what the repercussions are. And we're all on that page. Like 
we're all if we got to go out there and blow this bitch up to get fourth or third we're gonna that's we're fine with it that's what we're gonna do because we want to get third whatever it takes we're gonna do it doesn't matter what the end result is we got pieces at the end that's just how it goes if that's what we want to do we're just whatever it takes to do it is how we'll do it I mean, we we argue like a married couple, and we are like, <laughs> we will scream at each other, but it's like when we're done screaming, we just it's it doesn't it, it never affects right. the relationship. We're all on the same page at the end, but we can argue until it's time to do it. And then once we all know, like, ooh, all right, we're doing it, then we're doing it. There's no yeah. like, there's no hard feelings. There's no bitter taste in your mouth at the end. It's just right. like, all right, we're gonna go do it. Let's go do it, and we just we all just do it. So. What was the end result of putting the whole my beer watch this tune up in it? <laughs> uh, it was a scorched head and a, a muffed up head gasket, and that was pretty much seventh it. place. Yeah, seventh place. <laughs> but we finished aborted run. Yeah. yeah, we finished. Lonnie didn't wreck, and the motor wasn't scattered. So, and I honestly, after that happened, I was like, all right, well, we're just not doing race week. And yeah, really, the main reason we did race week was Zach. And it's funny though, because Zach's like, dude. Can you imagine the content? Zach does all of our YouTube videos and he works very hard to try to help us promote ourselves. Just like all of us work hard, but Zach can see where we're going. And he's like, dude, can you imagine the content and the recognition if we do back to back? It's like, it's just a head gas. You're like, you know, he was with us the whole week. He, he drove Lonnie's truck and filmed us the whole week. He had just as much sleep as we did. And he's like, let's go home and let's rip the heads off. And when we got home, the last thing I wanted to do was unload the car off the trailer. Yeah, midnight. But Zach's like, all right, let's, let's he instantly started unloading the car. Uh, Moon came out. He was here, or he was with us, wasn't he? Yeah. Chase he came up and watched the chase. So we all just ripped the heads off. We're like, oh, okay, not too bad. So I messaged Ron, and then the next day, Ron skimmed the head. We put the, the head, new head gaskets on. We worked all day, got the car together, and then drove all night to go to Rocky Mountain. But it was – Yeah, literally had to – just drive all yeah. night. Once we got the heads off and it wasn't that bad, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to live with myself if I know I didn't go just because of a little hurt head gasket. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to talk about the insanity that Race Week brought here for a Team Mac on the Drag Z podcast. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mosier Engineering has been racing across five decades and through three generations of family. We have also been supporting sportsman ranks since the beginning with our lightning-fast two-day turnaround time. Everything we make from axles, rear ends, suspension, brakes, and more are made right here in the USA with one goal in mind, so you can win. To learn more, check us out online at MosierEngineering.com. All right, we're back here on the Dragzine Podcast, and... uh. We, we finished up the, the epic ballad that was Drag Week. And then, you know, after the, the motor, you know, just got a little brushy-brushy and got put back together, you guys jumped on the road, drove all night to race week. What, what was that whole deal like, that whole conversation? Did you have to psych yourself up to do it, or was it just like, oh, we're done, Dundee, gone, Gandhi, we're locked in? Once we had the car back together and running, like Adam busted his ass all day Saturday getting the guys ready for to have work while we were gone for another week while I was busting my ass on the car. And it was – and when I'm saying we went to bed at midnight or 1 and we were back up at 8, 7 or 8 to get the car going and to get other stuff ready, like it's like the week really never ended. It was just another night of pretty much no sleep, all work, and then 
we just knew once the car was back together and everything was good, it was like, all right, let's roll out. And we thought we'd be leaving around four or five in the afternoon, and that turned into like 11 o'clock at night. By the time we had everything done, yeah, almost midnight. And so we're just like, all right, you're, we'll, you drive, I'll drive for a while, you drive for a while. It's like 14 or no, 12 and a half, 13 hours out there. And we're just going to try it. We'll just get there. We're not going to stop. We, we really didn't have a choice because tech, you know, we were leaving at midnight. Tech ended at like 2 p.m. Yeah, the next day. So we really only had like 14 hours to get there. And, and Matt was really great. We had texted him ahead of time. He knew we were coming. And, you know, he told me, you know, hey, do whatever you got to do. Don't kill yourselves. But we'll make sure, you know, we get you teched in. Um, but, you know, we don't want to be treated special either. So we were just going to do everything we could to get there on time in line like everybody else and get our thing done. The best feeling ever to me, though, and I don't know why people like me are the way we are, but not telling anybody we're going, <laughs> everybody knowing we ripped the motor apart the last pass, and then seeing us pull in to race week in the gates with the car on an open trailer and everybody's third jaws just hit the floor. Like, Oh my gosh, what are they even doing yeah, here? Like, how great. did they even make it here? Yeah. Only I, one speeding I, ticket. So <laughs> I saw the posts on social media. I'm like, those boys ain't yeah. right. Like, I'm, <laughs> like that's like, I, I get it. Like I, I'm the first one that if you, you do say, Hey, let's go racing. I'm jumping in the truck, not even asking where we're going, but like, after a week, I'd have been like, especially the drag week you guys had, I'd have been like, you know what? Let's just like, let's just sit in a quiet room for like a day, <laughs> decompress a little bit. But then I see you guys are there, and you're, you're hanging out with Big Chief. What was that all about? Oh, that's uh, his boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie that's is very the, jealous. Of my oh, relationship you know, with that's Big the Chief only now. reason. That's the only reason he was going. Big Chief said, hey, you come here. I'm going to take care of you. And you know what? I got to appreciate that guy because he actually stood up. You know, there's how many guys are going to say, hey, you come. And they don't ever know. They don't know Nick. They don't know Adam. And he's like, hey, I, I know your program. I know what you guys are trying to do. And if a guy like that kind of sees how hard these two work and he admires it, you know, I mean, they might do some stupid stuff. You know, we might put the NASA tune in. We might blow some head gaskets at them six or seven times. But, you know, <laughs> but, but when that guy, you know, and it's funny, it's like Nick says, man, I just can't believe it. Like, I used to watch videos of this guy, and I used to, you know, watch him street race before he was even what he was. And I'm like, man, you know, that's an opportunity. And I'm glad that he took it, and I'll let him pick it up from here. But, you know that that's that's just an awesome stand-up guy a lot of you know i don't know i don't know justin or big chief or whatever he wants to be called you know from you know anybody but i mean from just what i saw you know he's you know that that dude's that dude stood up for us and you know if he stands up for mac he's he's good in my book yeah so so, so what 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 kind of came about with that because that was definitely so, so some interesting exchanges it looked like um so a couple weeks, so like ever since PRI, I think it was 2019 maybe, when Big Chief tried to race a jet car on the street, I was the one, me and some friends in Indy, like I had a spot in Indy that was just like, it was the golden spot. It was it was the yellow brick road. Like it was the perfect spot. 
and we got together with him and we were trying to set up the race. You know, we took care of him. We hung out, showed him around all that. And it didn't end up happening, but ever since then, like, and it was cool because that's how I got to meet him. You know, I didn't want to meet like this dude has been one of my idols my whole life. And I did not want to meet him by standing in a line, paying mm -hmm. to get an autograph, forcing him to meet me. And that's how I got to meet him. And that was awesome to me. So like, we've kind of stayed in touch since then, but like, we don't, we don't do the same type of racing. Obviously we do no prep street racing, but he's big tire fast. I'm small tire asphalt, you know, it's two totally different worlds. So we haven't really talked much, but just, it was just a couple of weeks ago. He had mentioned us in one of his YouTube videos about the, you know, the travel suspension on the front of the gap train and Mountain Dew and how we race asphalt. And he mentioned our big end banger race. So then like, he had texted me the next day and was like, dude, we're going to come F you up, you know, at one of these races. And so we started talking trash back and forth. And he's like, man, I'm, I've been, I, I watched your YouTube videos. I'm a fan. I'm like, what? You know, this yeah. is unreal to me. This is no way. <laughs> and he's like, dude, we, you know, and we didn't talk a whole lot about it. We really just talked about cars and how to make them fast. And he was telling me all this stuff that like I had never even comprehended before and basically teaching me a lot of stuff. Then I tell him like, Hey, we're coming out for race week. And he's like, dude, anything you need, I got you. And like, I was like, well, I haven't had time to order a bunch of plugs or got, get ballast or anything. And we got to weigh this much for the class. And I have no plugs whatsoever. And we're coming on a new setup. Like, so he came to the track, he bought, he brought us probably, gosh, dude, last us all week, 20 sets of plugs, at least maybe yeah. 40. I mean, I mean, a whole bag full of NGK spark plugs. He bought, he brought me like 150 pounds worth of ballast and he was just there to help us. Like, I was like, dude, you can't touch yeah. the car. And he's like, he's like, what? You know, he, he does not get the concept of race week whatsoever, <laughs> but he's like, man. And I didn't really realize what he was saying until we were there. And he told us, he's like, I, I watch your videos and I can tell like, the passion in your, you and your crew, like even the guy who shoots your videos, he can, like, he has a passion for this. He can tell what, you know, he can capture what you guys are going through and Adam and Ryan and, you know, Chase and Austin, like all of us together, like, this is what we live and breathe. Like we don't, we, I, we don't make a whole, like we barely make enough money to, to stay afloat, <laughs> but we get to do what we love. And I think that says a lot. Like, I don't, and that's another thing Lonnie can attest for. Like, I don't care about the money. I want to race and I want to be as fast as I can be. And I want to put smiles on people's faces. And I want people to see how much I love racing through our racing. And I don't care about the money. I don't want to show up in the biggest rig or obviously not the nicest car, not, not the nicest looking car, but I <laughs> want when we show up, no matter what we show up up in or what we look like when we show up i want people to want to watch us go down the racetrack because every time we go down the racetrack it's everything we have no matter what yeah. it's all we have yeah it was nice of them to come help because like we're new to methanol like we haven't we've had methanol on on mountain dew all year but we've been very we right we, we've been learning with us we've been very safe trying not to hurt it trying not to tear it up and being on backtrack stuff it's a lot easier as we never have to get after it nearly as bad so it was really nice of him to offer to show us things. And, and we learned a ton. I mean, he showed us, showed me so much in just two or three hours that night. Um, it really, I mean, it helps our program a lot. We, we learned a lot about methanol tuning on these cars and some stuff. Pull some out of this cylinder, add some to this one. 
and then add this over the whole map. We do it and we go like five mile an hour faster. Yeah, I think, you know, it's teaching us the right way to read methanol plugs, which we weren't familiar with. I mean, we hadn't, we've had no mentoring up to this point on stuff like that. So for him to mentor us and spend some time with us, like that's almost a priceless deal. You can't, it's hard to find guys that'll share that kind of information with you because there's a lot of things to be gained by it. And most guys at some levels of racing, yeah, they don't want to show that to you, especially if they think, with that little bit of information they give you, you might now be very competitive and a threat to their program. But uh, he really didn't care, and he was happy to show us uh, what we kind of needed to know and what we didn't know about when it comes to, to methanol tuning in, some tuning in general, honestly, and how the, how the engine stuff works that in ways we've we had not no looked idea. at. And, right. You know, center of gravity and bias and all this. Like yeah, it was bad. Stuff that we've never known. It definitely was funny to see, because we didn't tell nobody that that was going to happen. So – as other racers noticed him in the pits. Well, we talked to a lot of people too. They come by our pits because we're just, we're friends with everybody. Right. So they just stroll on by and they're talking to us. And then like, he's got a beard now and he didn't have a hat on and he, had, he has a beard now. So like he, when he first showed up, he, he didn't look like how he normally looks. So then some people are sitting there talking to us for half hour. Then they'd come back two hours later and be like, Hey, was that who I think it was there earlier? <laughs> I didn't even notice who he was. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I know it's as unreal to me as it is probably. To yeah. You, but. So did that really kind of like give you guys a little bit of a, a, a boost to be able to oh, yeah. deal with the, 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 the punch of the mouth that was coming? Did, <laughs> did it soften the blow a little bit? You could not smack the smile off yeah. my face. Like I, I told Adam, like, and like what Lonnie said, I I've watched this dude since 1320 video was a website before you like YouTube was even a thing. I watched the OG cash days before they ever had a TV show. I was on their Midwest streetcar forums before, you know, before, like I said, before YouTube was even a thing. I've watched these guys since I was probably 13. And now I'm in the lanes, you know, Adam, me and Adam are busting our ass on this car after me and Lonnie just killed it the week before we can be number one. If we really try, like I'm very, like I'm in a car that can be competitive and I got Big Chief knocking on my door like, hey, is your tires good? You got everything you need? Your belt's tight? Like, <laughs> they're following me into the burnout box, and they're videoing my passes and trying yeah. to make, you know, helping us go faster. And it's like, I don't care what happened the rest of the week. We could have we could have burned up two $15,000 short blocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was I wouldn't kind have of, cared. It was kind of the perfect storm in some ways for us to, I think, have energy going into 2.0 because – so, you know, Nick, even though it was a very long week in drag week, he's, you know, what we found out at the end of drag week is we got a car that's freaking fast. And obviously he loves to drive. So for him, it's now I get a chance to drive this thing on this tire, on this prep track and go real fast. So he's excited shit. Chiefs, they're helping. So we know we're going to go faster. I didn't get a go. I, I came for like two days of drag week because I was at the shop. So getting that little, you know, that was just a couple hits on that drug. That really made me, I was fiending it bad. So I was like really excited to go too. And then obviously I know we got a car that can go really fast and we haven't had that opportunity. This is really, you know, we've blown up a lot of SBE motors and stuff. We've never had ourselves a platform that's been this good. A car that has the chassis that's as good as it is. And now an engine that can just take whatever shit we want to throw at it. It can pretty much deal with it. We never had this combination. So it was really cool to get a chance. So I was excited about that too, that we get a chance to just get after it hard, great driver, 
and just let's see how good we can do against a lot of other fast cars. Another thing I want to say, too, is, like, we, obviously we didn't plan on going to Rocky Mountain, but as hard as it is to get out of the driver's seat, because I've been in for so long, but then Lonnie gets to finally drive his car, and he's yeah. getting to have his week, and then we, like, we hurt the car, and then I'm like, hey, we're actually going to Rocky Mountain. He wasn't like, oh, well, dang, you know, he wasn't upset, like, oh, well, now I can't go, or obviously he it was it was it's way harder for adam or him to plan being gone for a week because they have families and actual adult lives and i'm still stuck in my 20s but like it was never anything like that it was oh awesome okay what do you need if you need anything let me know or do you guys have everything you need are you going to be able to make it there in time like make sure you get enough rest don't do anything stupid like it's it's always supported like the, mm-hmm. it's a great relationship so mm-hmm. So what was it like, you know, what was the rest of your Rocky Mountain race week like, you know, kind of talk about that a little bit, because, you know, that's, uh, it's always an adventure on the road, right? Yeah, everything from the past week caught up with, you know, all the little issues we had the past week turned into major issues the next week is busted radiator. Um, we ended up having a broken trailer hitch and parachute mount, which thank God didn't only show it, yeah. show itself the last time I pulled the it. It wasn't going to make it another two miles of yeah. pulling the trailer. I tell the, you that the brakes started to kind of go away. I mean, you name it, everything was just kind of falling apart. Whoa. The the front of front of the front of the car, or one of the doors got caught in a, a ratchet strap and basically completely ruined the door. I mean, just the whole car is held together with ratchet straps right now. And duct tape. And duct tape. One thing I think that was cool was after doing the drag week, after they had got done, so many people that either were at race week or had been following that do race week or fall race week, they'd been following drag week. So when we did roll in there, we had a lot of guys that were like, oh, they were so excited to see us there, to see the car still going. That was just really cool because everywhere we went all week, everybody already knew we were on drag week and thought it was just cool that that finished and how awesome is it that you're going to try to go two weeks in a row. There's just a lot of support from all the other racers and and fans of it. That that always keeps you motivated too and keeps you hungry when they're all kind of pushing you to do well. Um, It just, it held together just long enough though. And and that's a big thing. It's like a lot of people don't realize is like everybody from what you notice from, um, Rocky Mountain to Drag Week, everybody becomes like a family. You know what I mean? Like, we only see this family once a year. A lot of these guys, we only see once a year. Like, um, like Greg from Hyperactive, we only see Honk. We, I, I only see him once a year. And it's like, we never miss a beat where you go. And I tell people, if you, people ask all the time, like, you know, is this the only event you do? Do you do other kind of racing? It's like, this is one of the only events that I really mark on my calendar and I look forward to like, yeah, do I want to race lights out? Yes. You know, those guys have raced lights out. Is there, um, you know, Brian, you always talk about um, the race imports versus domestics. You know, I want to race that because it's still one of the only quarter mile big show racers still left. But like when you go to those, everybody, it's like, you're just literally walking back into a family of, how can we help you? Like everybody came up. I said, Hey, you know, when I said, you know, does Nick have everything? He's like, Hey, this guy's let me borrow this. This guy's going to help us track down a radiator. It's like, they don't have to do that. And literally a lot of these guys, these are parts that they're saving for their car or using for something else. Like 
you know, the suspension was brand new. So we had brand new mensers given to us by another competitor. You know what I mean? And he's not racing this year because he's rebuilding his whole car, but he basically gave us the shocks. And then, you know, John over at Mensers called me and he's basically like, hey, you guys need to adjust those. Here's what you need to do. What's your bias? You know, it's just like everybody's becomes like a resource and a friend and family to be able to help you through it all. So to see those guys suffer through two events, um, you know, knowing like there wasn't a care about what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like to knowing that they became real competitive. I felt like I was the test dummy, you know, Brian, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I got to go out there. They're, they're like, hey, we just put this car together in 11 days. We have no idea what's going to do. I'm pretty sure Lonnie has a good life insurance policy. So he's good. So let's just send him and then we'll back him up at at Rocky Mountain. So I'm, I'm, yeah, sure I'm not going to lie. That first pass at Drag Week quarter mile, the first test pass, I was like, oh, please, God, yeah. hold together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Worst case, we're now full owners of the car. I mean, <laughs> we'll take great care of it, obviously. Yeah. I, I just but, I picture that poor car after – Rocky Mountain Race Week. You remember the old Herbie movies when Herbie just done things, like <laughs> it's worse, completely dude. falls apart. Yeah, dude, it's picture, worse. I picture the Mustang just like yeah. being in the shop and like every body panel falling off yeah. and like going down on the frame and it's just a little white flag comes out of the cow. Yeah, it looked like Christine after those dudes did a number on it in that shop for the older guys like myself. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, one thing that was was maybe we didn't think about going into Rocky mountain and it wouldn't have changed anything, but that was the first time that me and Nick have done it like 100% by ourselves. Normally we either have more of our own crew that's that have cars. So we got somebody to travel with or like Zach has been there and they got, you know, we got a a kind of a media car that's kind of around also, but there was like, there was nobody this time. It was just me and him to where in the middle of no, right. So if something broke, it wasn't like, Hey, Travis, you're right back there. Just let, Hey, grab this or whatever. It was not that there isn't friends that you can't lean on, but when you actually have guys in your crew, it's way different than kind of asking other guys that aren't in the crew that if you would need help for something, and here you are going into the second week of uh, of hell. You kind of that is not the best situation to be in is being by yourself in the middle of nowhere with not necessarily everything you need because we didn't have even though that trailer has room, man, it was packed and we those didn't. freaking big tires take up so they much do. room. It's ridiculous. They do, and we hadn't even got you know. I think the first day we left, we were only. 10 miles out of the track and the, the freaking hood blows off the trailer. Oh yeah. I mean, right away. I'm like, Oh, here we go. What else are we going to lose? You know, I was just glad it didn't hit a car or something else. That's all we need is our hood to blast into something. So like we already get this reputation of recklessness and destroying stuff. And some people are, do enjoy it. There are plenty of other people that think that it's not that funny. And I think if our hood oh, was yeah. smashed into somebody's, it would have ended up being that guy that thinks oh, shit's yeah. not funny. So it was just that was a nightmare for a second. Luckily, it just went on to the side of the road. It missed the dude's mirror. He said by like six inches. So, so we're changing we're changing Mac to to quality control. So if you need parts tested, you just send them right over to. Oh Medicare yeah, we'll break it. Well, they'll figure out a way to either break it or make sure that it holds up. Because I'll tell you right now, I've had three people message me on. Hey, what body parts do you use? Because they seem to hold up really well. And so, <laughs> right there, right there, feather carbon, 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> the parts, I'm telling you right now, that front end is taking a beating. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. If you don't buy their parts, you're dumb. Because I'll yeah. tell you right now, I'm pretty sure we put the last Zeus on with a hammer. So... <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure that there's some engineer going somewhere just looking at this going, how? How did they do that? How did it survive? I don't understand. Uh I will say, too, that I didn't know what to expect driving without the doors on necessarily. You know, we I think it was Wednesday we brought down a couple of pipes that we made the shop to, to basically divert the exhaust over the car and not just out the side of the fender and right into the cabin. So. The, honestly, the fumes wouldn't be that bad if I would have actually thought in my brain what we were doing with the second set of injectors because I put in 160 pound injectors on gas to basically idle on on gasoline. Yeah. We should have put in some 36 yeah. pounders, and we would have because the thing is, you're when you're cruising, the fumes aren't bad. If you're at 3,000 RPM, fumes are not bad at all. It's when you let off the gas and that thing goes to idle, Diesel. it tries to freaking kill you. And I'm not saying, <laughs> I mean, like gas uh, you out of there there was one day of just us driving and we were trying to lean it out more but it must have been like like a misfire false lean because i'm sitting here going dude it says it's 17 to one like, dude change it i can't see where and i'm going our eyes are watering because we're just getting burnt to death and uh so we just kept tweaking on a little bit more and finally made it more comfortable but the without the doors thing is honestly like the best way to do it. Now I think I want to take doors off of everything. We're trendsetters now. It, I, it, so I told Alex Taylor at the gas station. I said, everybody just wait next year. Everybody's next year. Why would you like, what a better way to see the country anyways. Yeah. Like it's like being kind of like in a glorified motorcycle with a cover on it. So, I mean, it's cool just to look out your door and, and it's not nearly as, um, like crazy in the car with the wind and stuff. Like you just you, feel like everything's going to fall yeah, out of your pocket. Right. Yeah. You just want to make sure nothing falls out. But I thought, you know, in my brain, it was going to be like, like an airplane when the door falls off and everything gets sucked out. It's not nearly like that at all. It really wasn't too bad. You get a nice breeze going through and uh, everybody's staring at you. Cause they're like, what the hell, you know, tons of pictures. It doesn't help when the back tires are so narrow into the car where it looks like basically there are you no back tires. Yeah. I mean, it was quite the contraption running down the road. So Mostly thumbs up. There's a couple of times you get next to them, you know, might be not to discriminate, but older white ladies sometimes with gray Karen's. hair. They, they look at us. There's a couple of them with just grandma was pissed that we were there. Nothing but hatred. She was mad at us for doing a lot of fun stuff. You know, it, it seems like a good idea at the time, I'm sure, until the first time you're rolling down the road, you know, two o'clock in the morning and some wildlife decides it wants to come inside the car and visit. Then oh. you might go, Ugh. dude. That would have been the worst, yeah. actually. Like a deer, you know, like a deer, oh, like yeah. they run into cars. That you would have been listen, horrible. We got a 60 <laughs> chassis, boys. Nothing is getting no, to us. Not, not, not even a deer, just you know, no. maybe a small bird or something gets in the car. Oh, God, because, you know, that's all right. The dude. only time I was a little nervous when you're rolling down the highway at like 75 and you're right inches away next. from a semi tire, <laughs> yes. Now that makes yes. me slightly nervous because. Those things do blow out sometimes, and there ain't nothing going to stop you. That you're just eating tread. You guys bad. are just thinking of all the wrong things. Well, I tried to go away from that. Then I huff some more fumes, and I'd have happy <laughs> thoughts. Happy again. <laughs> well, speaking of happy thoughts, I always like to throw fun questions at my guests, and this time, guys, since we're uh, we're, we're talking about Drag Week and Drag and Drive events. Here's what we're going to do. I want to hear from you guys what you would build as the perfect drag and drive event vehicle 
you know, what would it be? What driveline would put it at like blank slate? Doesn't have to be a pro mod. It can be whatever you're, you know, as weird as you want to get functionality. If, if you could do it, what drag and drive event vehicle would you build? Oh, that's easy. Easy. 79 Impala wagon, oh eight passenger, yellow, big tire. Um, let's just say big block Chevy twin 98 and have all the seats. So then oh everybody can ride in one car. They don't have to ride for one day. You'd be broke down that big block on the side of the road looking for new lifters or shit. Oh, stop <laughs> it. And we're, uh, we, at least I didn't say NA, right? I could have said like I could have said like nine hundred and whatever ninety inches of Pat Musi power, right? You know, oh. we could just clack and clack, clack, clack all the way down the road. Ugh. I don't I don't know how it could get much better than what we already had. No, more room, the more space for packing would have been, but that's the only thing. A little uh, bit we more just room. could have had better planning. I well, I mean, like the guys that really build purpose-built trailers that are well thought out so that you can put everything in the trailer but not have to take everything out of the trailer to get to any one thing, that that's a lifesaver. If there's one thing you can do to make your drag week or drag and drive life nice. If you're going to use a trailer, you you lay it out so that you don't have to unload it every time you have to get in it to get anything. The best that, way that is just don't bring a trailer. Well, don't bring and a that's trailer why to take a truck or a wagon. Done. Dude, I agree. <laughs> I agree. In the truck, though, if you got your turbos and your radiator back, there's leaving less space. I want to bring <laughs> a complete race car, carbon-bodied no, race car. Let's do a carbon-bodied wagon. I do like the wagon because there's a lot of room in the car, back. You don't need a trailer. Small block, methanol. Small block, LS, all day, That's turbo. Yeah, turbo LS. I think nitro. the power combo. In Let's this just put it on nitro. Your boy likes nitro. I definitely, I would definitely get a bigger fuel pump for sure. No, a bigger <laughs> fuel tank. And uh, bigger yeah. fuel cell. If you there's, get, there's not a lot I would change, honestly. The Mountain Dew was really a good one for it, though. It did. It did. It I stayed did. really cool. Everything worked great. Yeah, this is the first time in my whatever eight roughly of these that I've not had to drive. I just sat in the passenger seat, and I've never done that before, and it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I physically can't really drive Mountain Dew because of the way it's set up. <laughs> my feet touch the pedals, but much like with Lonnie, my arms could barely reach the steering wheel. <laughs> and then if I could reach it, I can't see over the dash because the seat is so laid back, even in the passenger seat. That's what was good about the door being off, too. I couldn't see over the dash. I had no idea where we are going. <laughs> Short of the GPS, watching it to tell him where to go, I see nothing in front. I have to look out. I got like a, a kink in my neck from looking right the whole weekend <laughs> or whole week. But it was nice view to the side. But, yeah, I couldn't drive it. So Nick pretty much had to drive the car. I, I stopped at Bucky's on about the second day we had a checkpoint and got a Bucky's pillow to sit on. Then I could tilt my head and just peek over the dashboard to roughly get a clue in the direction we were going. It was but amazing. That was about it. Nice. Well, guys, our time here is coming to an end. And I'd like to give my guests the opportunity to, you know, pull the old John Force and thank all their sponsors and tell people where to find them at and what's going on. So uh, I'll turn the floor over to you guys so you can tell people what to check out, what to go on, all that whole deal. So uh, who you need to thank. So okay. it's all you guys. All right, so if anybody wants to follow along and actually see all this stuff on video, we have Mac TV, which is our YouTube. Um, you can see day-by-day -day updates of Drag Week, and then next week we should be doing Race Week, which Race Week was only filmed by iPhone, so I'm sorry for that. It was all me. 
Uh, but Mac TV on YouTube, Minimer Customs on Instagram, Minimer Customs Mac TV on Facebook. Uh, our badass turbos like Robert. He, yeah, he was there every day at a park spot for us on race week. Robert Ford, Young, a yeah. force performance turbo, was turbos. so much fun, such a help. Yeah. Him and his wife, they know how took care of us. Yes, they know how me and Nick are. We get to doing this shit. We don't. We Dude. didn't. The first day, we didn't have a cooler. We didn't have a. We didn't have a water bottle to our name. Were, they always had. Food we had for no us. food. Yeah. So they were so nice. They got us water. They're giving us food. I mean. Every day we get there, hey, do you guys need something? Because we don't do a very good job of taking care of ourselves on, on the road. So thank you, Robert and his wife. They were just – they're great people. We got uh, Ron Derrickson, Northwest. Northwest Auto and Machine. He got the motor done, and that motor took a beating <laughs> and never skipped a beat. No. Um, we got uh, Pete Nichols from Hughes Performance. He got the converter dead on the first time yeah. and hooked us up, getting it here quick. Uh, obviously PRS for our badass shocks, which we broke. And then Brandon Dollar, uh, low yeah, dollar motor low dollar. He helped, he wired on the, he helped us wire on the car for probably five hours one day because we had everything screwed up. Uh, there's just so many people, 10 soldiers. They're always, they, they would do anything for us. Um, been at Schaefer's oil. We got, yep. you can really drag and drive events are really the true test of an oil. Um, yeah, we, that's see. a yeah, definite plug for Schaefer's both the, with yeah. the truck and with the car. Uh, there's you see it when you go in a situation of driving four or five hours in a row and it's hot out and you see what temperature does the engine oil and how it acts. Uh, the, the better oils are very obvious and yeah. Schaefer's is one of them. I, I want to give a shout out to our guys here at the shop. Those yes. dudes, when they, when we're getting to a point where I know I'm not going to make it unless I take all week off work and those dudes don't even hesitate to pick up slack they pick up the slack around the shop they'll they'll quit their day getting paid early to help me work all night on the car they'll give us stuff off their cars to get it going they they sacrifice a lot to not only help us in business but also help us in our racing and a lot of they don't i don't think they get enough credit for it so shout out to those guys and obviously lonnie because without lonnie this whole partnership would have never yeah wouldn't have the car form. i'd still be stuck in the malibus with the radiator strapped to the front of it <laughs> but lonnie I'm, i know lonnie's got a lot of guys he wants to mention too so well i well obviously i gotta thank you know obviously mac and adam and all the guys there nick you know obviously he said we couldn't do it. it's it's a partnership but it's more like a family i mean we couldn't do it without you know, us three, we kind of have some stupid ideas. We argue all the time, but, you know, we get stuff done. Um, we got Tom at uh, Feather Carbon. He's obviously, uh, he's already made the call, seeing if we need anything, how much how much stuff is actually wrecked. <laughs> About two uh, he wants yeah. us to send it back in so he can hang it on his wall and show people, like, look, this actually survived Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and then we got... Um, Mark and John over at uh, Mentor Motorsports for helping us out, you know, really try to get the car dialed in, um, especially on, you know, just starting from zero. And then I think that's, that's it on my end. As far as that goes, Adam, Adam Lambert from PRS. I mean, those guys have been awesome on the no prep side. So um, they're just, you know, there's just, there's a lot of good people. And it's funny is because everybody brings, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't have to go race car alone. You know, I see these guys and they're like, Oh, you know, this is so hard. I can't, you know, I can't maintain the car. I can't do this. I can't be competitive. I mean, team up with somebody, 
you know, it's okay to team up with somebody that everybody doesn't like the same style of racing. And I think that's what helps us is Nick likes a certain style of racing. I like a certain style of racing. And if you get one car and you guys all like kind of pull your part and, you know, figure out a what way that works best for you guys. I mean, I tell people that all the time. It, it, you can have a great program. You know, you can have a winning program and you can have a fun time, even if you can't be there. So, and I enjoy, like I said, this, how this all works out. Awesome guys. Well, it's great having you on the show. I got to thank my sponsors, of course, performance distributors, airflow research, pro charger, Holly, MSD, Flowmaster, Mosier engineering, comp cams, fuel air spark technology, Elderbrock, Manly, JE pistons and dart guys. It's awesome to have you on the show and uh, look forward to seeing you guys around at the few events, probably the rest of this year. And then uh, who knows what 2022 will bring. So uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having us on, buddy.